beginning, one with God, the Lord most high, hidden glory in creation. What a powerful name. 
name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. I'm so try to pray all I've got is hurt and these four words I will be done I will be done I will be done I know you're good, but this don't feel good right now. Not you think of things I could never think about. It's hard to count it all joy, distracted by the noise, just trying to make sense of all your promises. Remember that you're God and I am not so
I know you hear me, Lord. I know you see me. Your plans are goodness you have in store for us. In the name of Jesus, we receive your blessing, Lord. May our hearts be filled with your Holy Spirit, your peace in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. There is a beautiful, beautiful passage in the Gospel of John, chapter number four, that I understand that many people just love to hear it. In fact, touches me deeply because this passage has to do with uh, the reality of our failures. Yes, because we all experience what is to fail. We all experience what is to make mistakes. We all experience what is to do something wrong. But uh, what happens is sometimes we're, we know, we are aware, we made something wrong, but we just try to hide it, right? And we just pretend there is nothing. <laughs> it's just uh, some idea that somewhere existed, but we just try to pretend there is nothing wrong there until there is a moment when we are in a place when the Lord Jesus comes. And this is what happened to this woman. The chapter number four of the Gospel of John, friends, tells us the story when this particular lady, uh, Samaritan lady, she came to this well to get some water. You know how vital water is, right? We love drinking water, take our showers, washing all our clothes, dishes, cleaning our places. We need water for that purpose, right? This woman went to the well with the purpose of getting some water. And uh, as soon as she arrives, and she is using this bucket to bring her water, the Lord Jesus comes. He was being in the south part from that place. Uh, the name is uh, Judea. Most think that he was in Jerusalem, near Jerusalem, baptizing people like John the Baptist was doing. And uh, they decided to go up. They were looking for Galilee. But in their journey, they needed to pass through Samaria in that, that particular town. And uh, the verse number 14 tells us this. It says, Anyone who drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. The water I give people will be like a spring flowing inside them. It will bring them eternal life. The woman said to Jesus, Sir, Give me this water, I will never be thirsty again. That is what happened. The Lord Jesus comes in this journey. Uh, we could calculate some mileage for that trip, guys, and it could be, maybe I'm mistaken, but it could be near 40 miles. And remember, there was no pickup truck. <laughs> there was no SUV or even a motorcycle. They were walking in those days. Naturally, when you walk that distance, whether you do it in one day or two days or three days, when you are walking, you get tired. It's around noontime. And when he comes to that well because he wants to drink some water, his disciples are 
in town getting some food. So he comes to the well, and there is this woman, and he asked him, can you, can you give me some water? And she says, wait a minute, if you want water, <laughs> why you don't get it yourself? Where is your bucket? Why are you asking me? I'm from Samaria, you know, you're Jewish. We don't get along. What's, what's the deal? Why are you asking me this? And that, that, is, that is what the Lord Jesus said here. And uh, she said, give me this water. I will never be thirsty again. Of course, it's interesting when you think about it. Receiving something from the Lord that will quench the thirst forever. And he is not talking about the natural thirst, right? He is talking about something deeper than that. You know, it's like this longing, this constant longing or desires that we have to get something, to buy something, to, to get somewhere, to, to meet somebody. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are buying things, you go shopping, and you want to get this new device or this new uh, whatever is what you like. And you do that day after day after day. But there is an emptiness. You buy a new toy and you get a new toy whether it's $5 or $500 or $5,000 or $500,000, it doesn't matter the, 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 the amount of money you paid. Simply things will never satisfy us entirely, right? There is a little gratification. Yes, certainly there is. But there is no a deep satisfaction. Something was <laughs> lacking in the life of this woman. And uh, that is what the Lord Jesus is telling you her. If you drink what I have for you, your life is going to be totally different. So this woman was very intrigued about the concept, right? So he said, she says to him, you know, we Samaritans have some ideas about worshiping God. And you, you Jews, you have another idea about worshiping God, you know? We, we don't agree on these things. And then the answer of the Lord Jesus, chapter 4, verse 23. The time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. In fact, that time is now here. And these are the kind of people the Father wants to be His worshipers. God is a spirit, so the people who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Do you realize that a lot of people are, after they find out that there is no satisfaction in buying things or meeting other individuals or those worldly things, do you realize so many people eventually say, okay, I got it. I need to find God. But they don't know where the Lord is. And then is when a lot of people get confused. And you hear individuals that, oh, the sun are worshiping certain things that you are like, from where you get that idea? What are you doing? And there are sects and obscure groups, and people are going in, in different directions, not knowing where 
they can truly find the good Lord. But the Lord Jesus said clearly, the Lord said, the worshipers, the true worshipers are going to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth. So what is that? Let me tell you something. You can be wherever you are, doing whatever you are doing, but in your heart, listen carefully, whatever you are doing, wherever you are doing, but in your heart, you are worshiping the Lord. You have a deep connection with the Lord. You are talking with Him, and you hear His voice, and you feel His presence. That is what the Lord Jesus was telling. The true worshipers worship me in spirit and truth, because it's honest. You know, when we are with other people, let's say, guys, let's pray. Sure. And we get together, we join hands, right? And somebody starts the prayer and the other says, amen, hallelujah, amen, and all that, you know, those things that we do when we pray, right? There is nothing wrong with that. But the truth is, only the Lord knows what's going on truly and deeply in the heart of that individual, right? Only the Lord knows. You know, we could be in a sanctuary, holding hands, giving thanks to the Lord, but we don't know what's deeply in the heart of that individual. Could be a big problem, could be a big frustration, gigantic pain, whatever. The person is there, the body is there, the hands are up, the words are there, but the heart is somewhere else. And that is what the Lord Jesus is telling us. We need to learn to worship Him in spirit and truth. So wherever you are, regardless of what you are doing, you can be worshiping the Lord as long as you keep that pure communication with Him. That is the true worshiper. And it has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with your position in the church. It could be a pastor worshiping the Lord in the spirit of the truth, or it could be a member worshiping the Lord in the spirit and truth, and vice versa. It could be a pastor that is not in the spirit <laughs> at all, it could be a member of the church that is totally clueless of what he's doing because there is no intimate connection between us and the good Lord. That is the true worshiping. It's, it's in our hearts. It's something between us and the Lord. Wednesday at 11, 15 a.m. You are thinking of lunch? You are driving? You are preparing yourself for work? or whatever you are doing, shopping, or whatever. It doesn't matter what time of the day is or where you are. The key is that you deeply, deeply keep that connection with the Lord. That is worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth. The woman says, John 4, 25, I know the Messiah is coming. He is the one called Christ. You know the, the same word, Messiah, Hebrew, Christ, Greek, the same word. 
the one that is to come. The anointed one is the meaning. And she says, when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And that is what people say, right? We say this. You know what? I don't need to go to church because the Lord is everywhere. Is that true? Yes, it's true. But certainly we get together because the Lord told us to do it, to worship Him corporately, to learn God's Word, right? Yeah, absolutely. But she says, He will explain everything to us. Then the Lord Jesus said, He is talking to you now. I am the Messiah. She didn't find the Messiah wherever she was. She was in a place, in a different place. Interestingly, she was alone. She was alone, doing a simple chore. You could be in the sink, in your kitchen, rinsing out some dishes. You could be cleaning your car. It doesn't matter what you are doing. When the Lord Jesus shows up, you will hear his voice. You could be alone. And he revealed himself because that is the gospel. The revelation is that he comes to you. He shows up and reveals himself to you. And sometimes we don't get it, right? Sometimes we are there. We are sitting there at the church. We are listening to the pastor. We are singing the songs. And we are interested in worshiping the Lord and finding more about the Lord, but we don't get that connection. We are just, what's going on? Trust me, it's going to happen to you. Because when you are seeking, you will find Him. When you want to find the Lord, He will show up. And He will tell you very clearly, because there is only one way to go to the Father. It's through the Son, in the name of Jesus. You know, people say, all the roads take us to Rome. And what's your point? So it doesn't matter what religion you are. The important is that you go to a church, right? Well, I don't know if you have heard, but there are a lot of people that were killed for going to a church. And I'm not talking about Christian churches. I'm talking about other kind of weird sects because people say, you know, it doesn't matter. The important is there is one God. Yeah, but he said clearly that he is the way, the truth, and life, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said that, and we believe that. I am the Messiah, says the Lord. So here is this woman, very intrigued for what's happening to her, and she decides to go into town to get her friends and family to talk about it. But in that moment, the disciples come back where the Lord Jesus is, right? And they, they saw that, and they were wondering, why is he talking with this woman? What is he doing? And they are thinking, well, we got the food, so we have the food here. It's time to eat, right? And listen to the words of the Lord Jesus in the verse 34. He says, My food is to do what the one who sent me wants me to do. My food is to finish the work 
that he gave me to do. When we plant, you always say, four more months to wait before we gather the grain. But I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ready for harvesting now. There is a harvest of souls all over the world because there are so many people that are in search for the truth. There are thousands and thousands of individuals everywhere that they wake up with this thirst. They are thirsty for the truth, especially on a Sunday. You know why? Because Friday night and Saturday night is crazy. <laughs> so Sunday they wake up, you know how, <laughs> and they are just like, dang, that's awful. I feel awful. You know, my head hurts. I'm nauseous. I don't feel good, and on and on. You know why. But every single day, people wake up. They are just longing for something else. That is what the Lord Jesus is talking here. He says, there are many individuals. The harvest is ready. And the Lord said, my food is to do the Father's work. That was his priority. He was so interested in reaching out to people and talking to people. And that is what this woman was for him. He wanted more. The Lord Jesus wanted more with her and through her. Do you realize how much the Lord wants for you and from you and through you? If you could see it. Some of us are concerned for our financial difficulties. Some of us are concerned for our health problems or sentimental relationships or work, career, age, retirement, and on and on. Some of us are so concerned about it. And we come to, to, to pray and we talk to the Lord about those things and it's okay to pray for those things. But if only you could understand that the Lord... He is going to take care of all those things one way or other. If you just put all those things aside for a moment and just focus on him and say, Lord, I want more from you. I know you want more from me. And then you will understand that he wants to not just have more things with you, but through you to save others. What? Yes. The Lord wants to have a great relationship with you, but He wants to do it for your own sake and also to save others. And that is what He's talking about here. There is a big harvest. And He says, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ready. They are ready. He says in verse 38, I sent you to harvest a crop that you did not work for. Oh, wait a minute. I want to understand this. I'm giving you an application here. Let me see if I get it. You are telling me that the good Lord wants me to talk to other people about him, right? Right. You are telling me that he says that the harvest is ready, right? Right. But now you are telling me that this harvest I didn't work for? 
Explain that to me. Well, I will explain it. All those individuals, in one point or other, somebody else was pouring out God's word into their hearts. And some point, somebody talked to you, Melanie. Another point, somebody talked to you, Pops. And some other point, somebody talked to you, Stan. And on and on. And some point, somebody talked to you, and not just once, several times. But also, not just that person, other individuals also talked to you about it. And perhaps three, four, five individuals for many years were talking and talking and talking to you about the importance of getting close to the Lord. But one day, somebody shows up and says to you that it's time for you to connect with the Lord and connect to the church. And then you say, yeah, I feel, I feel that is my time. <laughs> you see, that person didn't do anything. It was just an invitation. Because he says, the harvest is ready. And I sent you to harvest a crop that you did not work for. So what I'm saying to you guys is the Lord is sending us, sending you now, just to talk to other people about the Lord. That is what he's saying. The harvest is ready. And you might think, but I don't know what to say. I have no clue. What is what I could say? Well, you know what is the key? Share the testimony. Just share your testimony. This woman, you know that this woman was living with a man who wasn't her husband, right? Actually, he was married four times before, five, and now in a new relationship. She is living with a man, not being married. And the Lord never said to you, shame on you. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, do you have other kind of cup? Because, you know, I don't want to get your germs. You know, the Lord was not like that. He was loving to her. Because he understands that we are humans, that we all failed. He knows that. He talked to this woman with love and compassion. And she felt it. Once you feel that compassion of the Lord, you, under, you start to understand, the Lord is compassionate towards me. He is compassionate towards me. That is wonderful. I love this. I love that I'm forgiven, that He is not giving me recriminations, or He doesn't reject me, even though I have a past. He does not reject me. I like this. That is the message that she went to share with others. In her group, in her circle, they knew about her, <laughs> right? They knew about her past. And you can imagine how they felt about her. And you can imagine how she felt about that particular context. Do, do you know how awful it is to feel guilty and accused, condemned in a circle, right? You don't want to be there, you know? Maybe that's why she probably went by herself. Perhaps some laws, perhaps traditions, 
or simply she just didn't have anyone to hang out with because she always felt that way, rejected. She was walking in the streets, you know, going to the gas station, no, no gas station, the, the convenience store, you know, to get some pita bread and I don't know what they were selling, you know. She was walking there and the other people that they were looking at her, the other people, they were, look, look who's there. I know, I know, pretend she's not there. Yeah. You know? And she was here. She saw that. She felt it. And she registered. Again, I know this feeling. I know how it's to feel rejected. I know, I know I was married several times and this man is not my husband, I know. You don't need to tell me that. She continued shopping, doing whatever she was doing. That was her life. But from the moment that she had that encounter with the Lord Jesus, it was everything different. So now she comes back into town and when she sees all these people and she knows what they are going to say, she said, hey, 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 no, wait, 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 no, 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 wait, I need to talk to you. Uh, what? I want to tell you something, something that happened to me. What is the need of theology or doctrine to share what happened to you? You tell me. Do you need a special vocabulary to Share your story? Do you need to know the root in Greek for the word compassion? I don't think so. Right? You don't need those things. She was just said, hey, I want to tell you something that happened to me. What? You know my life. But I found someone that told me everything. He's like a prophet. And it, he is the Messiah, the one that we are expecting. Because everybody, friends, everybody is expecting a Messiah in this world. People are just watching the news, thinking, when is going to be another world war? Because the politicians are saying that, and the the other countries are saying this, and we need a savior. We need someone that saves us. Friends, politics is not the solution for our lives. The politics system is, is in place because it's part of the rules that we have in this world, but our salvation doesn't come from politicians. Our salvation comes from heaven. It's already here, available. He is the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. And that is what this woman did. She shared with all these people her personal story. So please tell me, how difficult is it to you to share your personal story with somebody else? It's not that difficult. How do you feel about the Lord? How the Lord has responded to your prayers? How difficult is it to say that? Uh, hey, listen, I want to just tell you something happened to me. You know, I have been praying for this and that, and you know, the Lord is just blessing me. It's awesome. And you know what? A lot of people don't care, right? 
We know that. <laughs> we know that. A lot of people, as soon as they hear you talking about the Lord in church and all that, they are like, uh, here we go again. I don't want to hear it. Or they pretend because it's boring. I understand that. But remember, somebody, the one the Lord wants him to come, that person will hear, will listen and pay attention to your words. And that is your job. Share. You share with others. Verse 39. Many of the Samaritan people in, the, in that town believed in Jesus. They believed because of what the woman had told them about him. I want you to think of one thing. Imagine that one day, this week, there is someone wherever you are, and the Lord just gives you that possibility to share two minutes with that individual. And you share with that person something. There is a way. The Lord will open a path and give you the opportunity, the topic, etc. Everything will be provided in His divine providence to share the word. You are there. You share the word with that person. Imagine that person is the person the Lord wants to save. Imagine that. And that person says, I want to get close to the Lord. I do like that. That person says, do you go to a church? Yes. Yes, I go to my church. I would like to invite you if you like. I can give you the information. You connect with that person. You give them an invitation. Imagine if that happens to you this week. You share with others. You are encouraged to share with others about the Lord. Imagine if the next Sunday that person shows up in church. And then you look that person coming through the door and you think, that's the person that I invited. Wow. And the person connects with the Lord, with the church, with us. And then the following Sunday, the person comes back. And the following Sunday, the person comes back. And eventually, in a Bible study on Tuesday, the person is here. Now is friends with us on Facebook. Now is friends with us in the Victory Church group. Now we are eating together. There is a connection with that person. The Lord used you to bring someone into the kingdom because of what you told him or her. John 4, 41 and 42. It says, many more became believers. Do you hear that? Many more became believers. Many more because of the things he said. You don't need to convince anybody. Let the Lord work in their hearts. But you have to be the ambassador. You have to be the representative. You, be, you have to be the one speaking out loud and share with others about him. Let the Holy Spirit work in everyone's heart. It's not your job. Let the Lord work in their hearts. Many more became believers. He said, the people, the, the things that he said, the people said to the woman, first, we believed in Jesus because of what you told us. But now, we believe because we heard him ourselves. 
we know now that he really is the one who will save the world. We believe because we, what we heard, we heard himself. We heard him ourselves, I'm sorry. We believe because we heard him ourselves. There is a moment when your friends and people that you are going to talk to, eventually they will be able to hear him themselves. Like you hear the Lord today. And then they will be the ones sharing the message. That is what we should do, my friends. We are so excited here because we have this beautiful land. The Lord gave us this six acres. And we have this beautiful house. We, we have our sanctuary here. Children's classes, kitchen, offices, etc. It is okay for now. But we are envisioning the new sanctuary, right? And we are starting the work for the new sanctuary. Wonderful. We prepare ourselves for whenever people will come. Because they will come. People will come when we prepare for it. Are you prepared? Do you want to be part of the harvest? Do you want to be part of the army of God's people that will save others, bring others into the kingdom. I hope you do. I really hope you feel as excited as I am to see one more person coming into the kingdom of God to be eventually in heaven with our good Lord. And what is what we need to do if we want to, to experience that? It's very, very simple. We just open our hearts, right? We just say, Lord, I am aware of my sins and I need your forgiveness. Wash my sins in the name of Jesus. Make me a new person. Take me into your kingdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's all. We know that we all can declare I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Amen. I have to say this. Do you know what today's scripture of the day is from Bible Gateway? What is it? John 4, 24, God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. I now, you it. couldn't have planned that a week ago. <laughs> it was so wonderful. God will make a way, is what this song yeah. says. And let's enjoy it. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. In Jesus' name. Side with love and strength. 